in the studio with me I have two lovely gentlemen Adorned in suits, actually, as we as we speak, <laughs> ties even. We don't normally get that up here, uh, but by day, Nick Bruce Smith and Rob Harris look like anyone else on Lambton Key. But by night, they are an integral part of Wellington's booming comedy scene, which I discovered was going on down at the Medicine Bar the other night. Um, so these boys have got the medicine show hopping or selling out. They won the Wellington leg of the 2013 Comedy Quest. And after they their sellout festival show last year, they have another show coming up in this international comedy festival called The Coming of Middle Age. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio, Nick and Rob. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice. You guys are so there. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what intrigues me is is you guys have got these day jobs. Nick, you're a lawyer, and Rob, you're working in in a corporate job yourself. Yes. But, Nick, how... Did you discover that uh, you had a, an inclination for comedy? I think uh, discovered would be uh, a substitute <laughs> word for was dared to get up on stage. Um, dared? It was. <laughs> Originally, it was supposed to be me Me and a friend at university both agreed uh, that we would get up on stage at the open mic night. Um, he unfortunately uh, decided to pull out in the very last minute, left me in the lurch, so it was just me up there. In front of all my friends. Oh my god, the hardest crowd. crowd. The hardest crowd, the most judging crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And from there, I I think it's fair to say, and Rob probably had a similar first experience, you get quite addicted to just being up there, having all those eyes on you and that sort of sense of making the room buzz and laugh. When it goes well, that is. Yeah. It It can be the absolute opposite you want to run from the stage. That's the worst feeling. Um, (laughs) You've got to take the good with the bad, right? Absolutely. (laughs) That that first time was, it it felt all good up there. Right. And and it just went with that. And it's always interesting to see those odd, weird thoughts in your head vocalized and then other people laugh, hopefully because they agree with them or just think that you're really weird and are laughing at you. But (laughs) you take both. But you must have always had, so you're saying that was in your head, so you must have always had that funny streak in in your own being. I think uh, I think at high school I was always a big fan of drama and improvisation. Right. At high school I did lots of theatre sports, and so there was a small group of us at my college which I think all could crack each other up to no end at all. And so you sort of live in this little microcosm world where you think that your jokes are funny to those people immediately around you, but you don't stop and think that maybe right. you told those jokes to some complete strangers, they might also find them funny. And I think that's where most people get into Wellington comedy and comedy in New Zealand is that they start off cracking jokes with their friends and the next thing you know they go up on stage and realize that maybe what they're saying other people find funny as well hallelujah well i found you very funny the other night <laughs> so rob what about you you're from canada the accent is quite charming yes but have you, you always <laughs> lived with with a bit of a, a comedy in your veins oh absolutely i'm definitely well known for having a good sense of humor it's just been throughout my entire life family would say the same thing since right. i was a young kid it's always the best feeling is to make someone else laugh <laughs> i think it's really fun so then, when you came to Wellington, how did you get pulled into a, a, the a comedy scene or, or in Wellington? 
I started actually in Australia. Ah, um, oh, hold on, yeah. the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I got my. That's where I first dipped my toes into the water. Was in Australia. Um, I was traveling from Sydney to Melbourne in a van that I couldn't sell in Sydney. Um, <laughs> totally broke, thinking, "What the heck am I going to do?" Um, and then just thought, "Well, why don't you do something with the sense of humor of yours?" And so I started <laughs> off just thinking, um, "Well, what you're going to do, Rob, is you're going to get a job as a bartender in a stand-up comedy club in Melbourne." And I got there. And um, I was hounded one of the clubs there called the Comics Lounge, and they got me a job there, and that's how I started. So it was quite a quite a concerted effort on my part. In Wellington, I just happened to walk by Fringe Bar when it was on Cuba Street, saw they did Raw Meat Mondays, and signed up for it. Right, um, and you that knew was the by that stage you didn't have to, you didn't have to sell your van anymore. No, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I sold the van in a day in Melbourne, so that was all working out really, really well. So it's uh, it's been pretty good. But I've done most of my comedy time has been here in uh, in Wellington, right, um, and all. Around New Zealand, actually, so it's been uh, it's been definitely the biggest highlight of, of, of being four years now. I think in, in New Zealand right. coming up on that. So right, yeah. good work, it's been good. Mm-hmm. So, what is the you know when you start entering in? I'm just trying to put because I haven't ever thought about how you get into a comedy scene. What is? Can you tell us what? the Wellington comedy scene is kind of what's happening or what does it look like from your perspective? From our perspective, I'd say it's growing. It's, yeah. There's a huge it's boom on booming. at the moment. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think it's going through a, a resurgence um, from, you know, there's been some real founders of the Wellington comedy scene like Ben Hurley and Steve Wrigley who back when they were around they had a comedy club which they set up and it sort of helped get people into local comedy. But I think a combination of the amount of exposure that New Zealand comedians get through seven days and also yeah. just a bit more social media actually makes it more accessible for people to be aware of performers in New Zealand who aren't necessarily household names for actually right. doing some great comedy. And a combination of that has just really led to a lot of a lot of really young, talented and interesting people getting involved in Wellington comedy who have a voice and have quite a unique voice. And I think that's where Wellington comedy's strength lies at the moment, right. is you're not hearing six comedians all talk about exactly the same thing. You're hearing a real mix and a mix of backgrounds and ethnicities. And, yeah. And different styles. Different styles yeah. and different family backgrounds. And I think that all yeah. feeds through and it just makes for a night of, and that's what I think we like most about the meds, and it's a night of just a really interesting narrative, mm-hmm. which the audience buys into. And that's you can sort of own it a little bit yourself as Wellingtonian and go, yeah, I, I invest in that and that's that's relatable to me. And it's great. It's, it's come a long way recently. Um, like Nick and I, when we were doing the, the Raw Comedy Quest in 2013, uh-huh. just in the two years since then, it's it's come a long way. I mean, Vaughn King has opened up VKs down the right. road, which is where yes. the medicine is. Yes. Um, and so that's just coming at a time when there's it can actually support itself, where you don't <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have to bring down people down from Auckland all the time, where it would just become prohibitively expensive to run a club. So yeah. we're actually a self-sustained sort of industry, if you want to, here. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really strong, young, up-and-coming acts that are, that are that are around and that we can rely on to perform every single time. It's it's wonderful. And you're right about that diversity. And But not only was there the diversity on the stage, there was the diversity and the uh, populace in the audience. Um, yeah. As I said, <laughs> I had to pull the media card to get in. The doors were shut, was sold out. So what do you think it is that, is it we Kiwis or the resurgence, but why do we you know, flock to that, to, to laughing? 
That's a really hard question to answer. I don't know. <laughs> we ask ourselves that every week, every, every Wednesday. Why are people coming here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Where is everyone? And then uh, we're sold out 20 minutes later. It's it's really right. nice. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could you could guess anything if you wanted to. I mean, you hear a lot of negative things on on the radio or in the newspaper and then you just want to come and let loose there's just a wednesday night attitude where people just want to go and have fun midweek yeah um the people who come to the show they're they're like you said they're quite varied um and this success of it has gone beyond our wildest dreams like the people who are coming in and it's just great i mean you got seven dollar pints doesn't hurt <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a good show to go to i think and there's a conversation about it as well and that's what we're we're finding that our our audience when we started out with the medicine was a much younger student audience right, and it's yep. starting to transition now into all ages really we're getting Mm -hmm. through and what we like to see is that before the show and in the breaks is it's such a conversation point so it's not just turning on the tv completely zoning out and you have to have no engagement with what's going on i think what the audience seems to enjoy is that there is a level of engagement and it's not necessarily vocal from them but a little bit of thought engagement they have to have and then the chance to sort of talk about that in the break and, and at the same time as well do zone out like a little bit and just trust the comedians are going to take you on some sort of really fun random journey sometimes yeah. down some pretty bizarre places but yeah. unless you're in the front oh if you're in the front row oh. <laughs> it does take a little bit of you know take some bravado to sit in the front but not all the time yeah um i think it's it also takes a bit of skill to talk to the people in the crowd most of the comedians in all honesty are afraid of everyone in the crowd um they're like, afraid of like you. radio hosts yeah. <laughs> exactly. um so more often than not, they're they're not going to talk to you unless you're asking for it. Like in a way, it sounds yeah. like if you're heckling them or if you're t- chatty or you're on your phone, then they might <laughs> they might think that you're you're trying to interrupt them. But in most of the cases, um, they're they're going to be more afraid of of you yeah. than you are of them. That's so it's not that know. dangerous. It's like describing like, an insect or yeah, like, like it's a dangerous like, animal. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I tell my kids about spiders. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so I mean the so you're actually hosting you've kind of been responsible for the the rise of the medicine show is that is that can I, you correct me or I think we probably have to give a, a lot of credit to the person who set it up in Wellington first right. of all, which was um a guy called Ricky Thralfo who right. who ran it for about two years two and a half years before yeah. we took over when it was back at Meow and then it moved to Cavern Club. Oh, that's where, and that's, yep. and that's where um, uh, lots of people originally saw it and it sort of started off there and uh, then he offered it to Robin, Rob and I saying right. you know, he, he felt he'd sort of taken to where he was, wanted to step back, focus on his own comedy. Um, he went on to win Best Comedian in Wellington actually last year, so Woo-hoo. worked well yeah, for him. That was good. That, that was, was good, good for him. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a fantastic comedian and it was, I think it was great for us to pick up what was already a really respected uh, name amongst the comedians and think about how we could get it out there to a new audience that hadn't actually seen Wellington Comedy before, but we thought Wellington Comedy was at a great place where where people would come along and have a bit of trust in it. I think that's yeah, always right, the double-edged right. sword. Yep. You sort yeah, of say yeah. to people, do you want to come see some live comedy? And they have, straight away, they have images in their no. head <laughs> of the most offensive and horrible jokes and just awkward yeah. silence in the room, and that's not what it is. It's just a room full of back-to-back laughter, and I think getting people to just have a little bit of trust and come out and experience that. And once they do, they go, yeah, this is this good. This is actually this good. This is actually good. Well, I'm going to tell my friends. We're going to bring friends. Um, I mean, we've... we've 
plastered it all over the Facebook page and social media. We yep. try to get into the Dom post whenever we can, but it's uh, people are coming and they trust us now, so it's great to have seen a growth <laughs> yeah. from audiences. When we started off, it was maybe like 12 people, and to now we're selling out over 100. Wow. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it is such a difference, and it feels really good, and I know the, the, com- the comedians themselves are really excited when they get to be on the shows, so you can see the nerves in them. It's Everything's changed, um, and it's, it makes me feel a bit proud to see it sort of have the level of success that it has and i full strength full credit to all the comics who come on and yeah. they they really make do the show yeah. the show yeah they they bring it um and so i can't thank them enough really i mean nick and i obviously we get up too <laughs> we have we have a small role to play but um the comics themselves are they're funny funny people no they they certainly are but and um could go on about that especially that james nicoise and his political rants sorry but man he uh was on the money honey being a slave (laughs) you know um but just so with you guys so you're actually kind of organizing it you're performing yourself but you've got these jobs during the day now you know i'm just not going to let you up with this because (laughs) i know that it's a lot of work and how do you manage that and how are you kind of you know how much time does it take you i do it by having um a girlfriend who's really mad at how much i help out around the house <laughs> um, or how little i'm available that's how i manage to do it um <laughs> mainly it's uh, it's a lot of work you're yeah you're doing the nine to five and then you're clocking off there and then yeah. you've got to sort of book all of the acts run down to the bar itself. so i also work behind the bar and i'm an investor right. in case as well yes so there's a lot of hats um, i'm very busy i don't sleep as much um so so, yeah, and then, then you've got to write your own jokes. It's definitely <laughs> not easy. How am I doing it? I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, um, it's uh, just fly by the seat of my pants for, um, I don't know, Nick, fill me in. <laughs> what do you think? I, know, I, I think for me it's just a, it's, it's teamwork. Okay. Yeah, yeah, teamwork yeah, helps, yeah, and that's yeah. why we do it together. I yeah. don't think one person can do it because you're putting in about 20 hours a, a week, including actually going yeah. to the show and running it, but mm-hmm. there's heaps of behind-the-scenes work. But for me, I mean uh, working as a, a lawyer in, in a law firm, it often demands that you're sort of working anywhere between 40 to up to 60 hours a week. And at the moment, it's at the 60-hour end of it. Yeah, and, and, and your head it. as well. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's, it's tricky, but there's something really refreshing about doing comedy as well that feeds back in to the work that I do as a lawyer. Right. And nice. I, I think there is, and part of the reason why I like being a lawyer, is there is a real creative element to it and and sort of engaging with an audience element in the same way that you do with comedy. And it's been really interesting to see over the last two years in particular how I've grown as a comedian and also how I felt like I've grown in my legal career as well because the the two just sort of feed into each other. It's not that I'm standing up on stage making jokes about being a lawyer um, (laughs) or going into work and making jokes about my girlfriend or anything like that. But, um, (laughs) but, But the two have this really interesting crossover and I think most of what helps is that I've got a, a boss who is beyond supportive of people who work in his team having things which they're passionate about, Mm. making sure they have time to do that. And then in return, it means that you feed back in the passion into work as well. So. Oh, I wish all bosses were like that. <laughs> I think I got very lucky. Yeah, I, think I think I got lucky very lucky guy. on that front. Yeah, 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 that's really cool. So now you're talking about together. So then you've got this, not only have you got all of those factors, but then you've got this together thing, which also takes a little bit of work. What is your little ignition or your spark that seems to work for you both? 
Uh, last minute panic <laughs> quite frequently. Um, I don't know. I think Nick's a very A type personality and go getter, and um, I like to I like to be creative and sort of I'll document a lot of the the things that we're doing. So we've put together, you know, we've got spreadsheets that have who's coming on when, done up to a month in advance, and sometimes it just comes down to knuckling down and just. Getting out, getting out the invites and saying, everybody, please come. Here's what we're doing for the next month. And that kind of puts us at ease. Um, and um, I guess at the start, it was a little bit rocky. We didn't know what we were doing, but we've learned quite a bit in the past year and a half that it's almost like just copy-paste a lot of the stuff. We're just, a we're just getting into it. Yeah, but yeah. we're in just the, the dance of it, really. So nice. it's, and it's good. And we each have our the own comedy responsibilities. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think what helps with it as well is that um, we both – we both started doing comedy in Wellington around the same time. Right. We both came up together in the comedy scene. Together. I was at your first gig. I yeah, think. <laughs> I remember your first one of your first gigs as well. And and through that process, we did gigs together, and we became friends, and then we became really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there was what really helps is that I really admire Rob's comedy. It's something he was one of the local comedians that I was, you know, a big fan of. And I think through that process, working together in comedy and then collaborating together. It, you start to get on that same sort of, it's one of those sort of relationships where you sort of get on sort of the same wavelength, you know. You pick you, each other up when they're yeah. down and then you pat them on the back when they've <laughs> done well. It's, it's really, yeah. You know, when you start frying the mints for the past, someone's putting the pasta on, exactly. you know, that sort yeah. of handing it <laughs> off sort of thing. So it's a, it works well. And, it, and it's an interesting dynamic because, I mean, there's, there's 10 years between us hmm. um, and we are in quite different places in right, our, our lives. Right, but yeah, yeah. This, this comedy thing, which it is, this comedy thing and this putting on a show thing, mm-hmm. um, sort of gives us this access point that is actually really, I find it really interesting to sort of to sort of see the things that Rob sees in something that I wouldn't see at being 25. Yeah. Um, and then that really opens up my views on sort of thinking about the things in a way that a 25-year-old may be going, oh, it didn't even cause mine at all. I'm so, so <laughs> a little bit calmer. I'll, I'll be the calming source. <laughs> it's okay. So hence the show. Is it, what is it, coming of middle, middle age? age. Yeah. So there's a little bit of dialogue about that in the show coming up in the comedy festival? Yeah, I think I think a large part of it is is sort of, I mean, I'm 25, Rob's 35, and it's this idea that you get asked a lot, where do you see yourself in five years' time? And you can give an answer to that, but I think the more that you go on in life, the more you realise that that answer you give is complete nonsense. You will, you will not be there in five years' time. In fact, if you are in that place five years' time, something's probably gone wrong. <laughs> because as life should be, you should end up in a different place. have wasted five years, yeah. And, and the show's really about exploring the fact that in some ways where we are now isn't necessarily where we thought we'd end up. And then the things around us how we view them now isn't probably the way that we thought they'll view them. Like for me, someone told me they'll be sitting here now doing this interview um, back when I was 15. In, <laughs> in Wellington, New Zealand, about a comedy <laughs> yeah. show that you've started in another country 15,000 kilometers away. You asked me that six years ago. No way. I'd have laughed in your face. Oh, <laughs> um, so. I love that about life. Though, and so that's, that's yeah. really what the, the show is about. I think we were sort of trying to write the blurb for it. And one of the things we got was it's sort of partly about realizing that growing up doesn't necessarily happen when you're a grown-up. And that's not to say that we're just talking about childhood memories, but it's more that the lens that you look at everything around you, whether you're 25, 35, or 45, it's not a lens that's defined by the age you are. It's actually just defined by the people around you and what you're doing at the time, and that's that's fine. That's not a problem. That's not a wrong thing. That's the right thing.